For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm super excited to be back after a couple weeks off. I know this episode is a day late. I launched my own bar yesterday. It's called Crazed Foods. It's a peanut butter coffee bar, and the launch day ended up being a lot crazier than I thought, so I'm sorry that this episode is a day late. I'm super excited to be back for the new year. Season one was a blast. I had such a good time. Starting the podcast was definitely the best thing that I did in 2020, so I'm excited for what 2021 holds, but today's episode, we have Ben Crawford on, who you guys may know as the running YouTuber. He started his channel last year, and it kind of blew up. He covered a lot of the University of Oregon men's team. He also covered a lot of just like running community in Boulder last summer. He just launched his own magazine called New Generation Track and Field. He's a guy that you should definitely keep your eye on over the next couple years in the running world. He has so many great ideas to kind of, you know, revive the running world and bring a lot of new traction to the sport, and he's done a lot just over the course of the last couple of years since I've known him. So I'm excited to bring him on and have you guys listen to some of his awesome ideas that he's bringing to the sport. Now let's get straight into the episode. All right, Ben. Welcome to the podcast. You were um, the first guest season two. How do you feel about that? It's an honor, Emma, honestly, just to be able to to be here and and uh, be able to be graced by your lovely presence. <laughs> Shut up. It's a, it's a dream come true, honestly. So I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Uh, be the, you know, start off the second season with a bang. Oh, yeah. And that I... leads into it. This episode is sponsored by Bang Energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. Um. Okay, I I don't think I ever thought like a couple years ago that I would be introducing you as a viral YouTuber, um, University of Oregon YouTuber. I guess we're both um, kind yeah, of that, I I'm, guess. I'm really trying to move as far away as from the, the U of O brand as possible. Oh, okay, well, you've really <laughs> cemented yourself in there. I know, but... <laughs> which is like, that's like, I don't know, at least with the whole plan kind of the whole time too was, you know, the YouTube channel was just the first step. And now it's like, okay, this brand and these magazines, and it's gonna be like merch and events and and track meets and hopefully creating some kind of circuit and some kind of pro team, club team, et cetera. And just first piece of the puzzle, just trying yeah. to build an empire. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm excited for this episode. I feel like we have a lot to talk about, but yeah. before we um, get started, do you want to like give a little bit of a rundown of who you are and what you're about just to introduce yourself to the, sure. to the fellas listening? Yeah. Um, so my name is Ben Crawford, originally from Newport Beach, California in Orange County, uh, a senior in college, graduating this summer, uh, graduated high school in 2017. I'm 21 years old, just so you guys understand, you know, I feel like once you know someone's age, it, it makes things make more sense. But uh, yeah, went in, came in or in, in high school, I did, uh, you know, worked with like flow track and mile split, wrote articles, took photos, et cetera. I just really fell in love with the sport, was very slow. Um, so I figured, you know, I got to get it however I can. Came to Oregon, uh, knowing a 
good amount of people on the team just from high school and, and being from California. And then, you know, ended up getting connected with the staff there, uh, interned for them for like two and a half, almost three years. And then uh, kind of parted ways after this summer uh, for undisclosed reasons. Uh, and then, yeah, I just kind of been, took a chance to focus on school and kind of get my feet set with the, for the last year. And now finally able to, to roll out this magazine and this brand. So that's definitely been a, a long time coming in. I feel like I've, I don't know, if you're in the, the running community, like if you're kind of like engaged for a while, like I've definitely been around. Yeah, yeah, you I've have. Definitely like, I've been a, a face. I've definitely in, in a lot of ways, I feel like paid my dues per se, but uh, it's cool to, to finally be able to, you know, get some, get some traction and, and get going with it. It's like I said, it's only just the beginning. This is a, let's say it's a 40 piece puzzle and this is only the first or second piece. Oh, okay. Um, so I was trying to think back to like when I first met you, I honestly couldn't remember, but it, I think it was sometime in high school. The You're probably like over social or something. Okay. The things I remember from you in high school, when I was in high school. So you were like really young. I feel yeah, like what year did you graduate high school? 2014. Oh, jeez. Damn. So you graduated my freshman year. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought you were like two years. I didn't realize you were four years older than me. So yeah. You're what, five almost? Yeah. Well, not almost. Like nine months away, but I'm 24. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Right. Don't make me sound old, Ben. Okay. Sorry. I feel just, young still. All right. I'm yeah, still you youthful. I mean, my brother just turned 30 and I was like, damn, that's about to be me in nine years. <laughs> in nine years. Okay. But the things I remember from you in high school was I received some random Photoshop picture of me. I don't know oh, if that was in high school. Dude, like, that's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. And I also received a random photo of Austin Tamagno, I think. Yeah, I've, that like, was I've Austin was like my first, like, uh, there was definitely like became friends with him first just through like mutual friends and, and people that I had known, like kind of from running on like the team I ran on my freshman year. Because I went to modern day my freshman year and then balanced out because I did not like Catholic school whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, I, like one of my teammates there, like had introduced me to this one kid who ran on his team and we became good friends and met him through that and then ended up becoming like good friends with a lot of the Great Oak people too. That was back in like their heyday when they were just popping off. Yeah. Uh, and that was like in the, the Destiny Collins era, which is, I feel like people, I don't know, maybe it's just because that's kind of when I, came up where I was just like those like I don't know but also she ran like 952 which is in high school which is just utterly ridiculous uh but yeah and then I'm trying to think yeah and then it, it kind of gradually like progressed and then I ended up just you know meeting my boy Coop and and whatnot through other people and and Gavin and a whole lot of other people and and Everett and kind of senior my senior year so 2016 2017 as I feel like when it really started to pick up steam but you know I've I've been on the path for a while <laughs> Yeah, I I was curious as to how like you knew all these people. <laughs> Just honestly, and also like, how do you got my phone number when we were hey, when I was knows, in high school? Who, who knows? Who knows? It's uh, a it stork dropped it off in my yard. Um, oh no, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, probably from like Austin or, or someone. I don't know. It was. Yeah. I was thinking back. It's like, geez, like I like cringe at some of that stuff, but also it's like I was fourteen or fifteen years old. Like you can't. I'm sure every everyone has stuff where they're just like, God damn, I did that. But it's But that's why it's funny to like be talking to you now and you have like an established YouTube channel. You just created your own magazine. Like it's just funny to think back to like 
I don't know. Oh yeah. No, yeah, it's, like, yeah, exactly. Like I've been in it. I've been in this this game for a while. Yeah. So what interests you about running? You said that you were slow. Um, I did. I remember. Oh, I remember the Mountain Dew Mile. mile. I think it was. I don't. I was not a part of that. But that was yeah. like that was like after was my big, era of high school. Yeah. We actually that was it was I was me and Carter and, and one of his friends Andrew Suda that he went ran in high school with. We were the ones who kind of they came up with it and then I like hopped on and I was like this is sick. Like I want to be a part of this. And so I like they handed a lot of the like planning and like putting it on and I got a bunch of people to actually show up. Um, so it was a definitely a team effort in that aspect, but yeah, I'm wait, I, I just lost my train of thought. What was your question? Well, it, well there wasn't really a question. It was oh, like, oh, I was just talking about the mountain. Oh, mountain and then I also fall in love with, with track and yeah. 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 Aspect. Yeah. Okay. Actually, this is, it's like, I remember this very vividly actually. Like well, my brother ran in high school and he was, he was like 15, 30 guy. And I was pudgy going into high school. So I was like, I, I can, play baseball and probably get cut or I can just go run cross country and lose some weight and I was like hey, screw it we're gonna go run cross country and uh I did and started to just like kind of enjoy it and, and whatnot and then as Woodbridge Invitational 2013 so your senior year of high school uh was when, when like Esteban and Blake ran like crazy uh and we would always practice at like Fairview like the park that the course was run at we'd practice it, like two or three times a weekend the Monday we were there after the meet these uh, two guy brothers on my team like had taken a photo with Blake Haney and we're at practice and they're just like, man, like I can't believe Blake Haney ran 1355 here. And in my head, I was just like, I wonder like, like that seems really fast, but what is it relative to everything else? Like, is that like a once in a generation time? Is that like, does that happen like once a year? Is that usually what the fastest time is? Like, I just didn't know. So, you know, I went on the internet as most kids do and, you know, looked it up and was like, oh, there's websites for this stuff and people cover it. And I just, you know, never, never looked back. Uh, <laughs> and it was I'm trying to think, yeah, and it was that, that whole class when it was like Blake and, and Tanner Anderson and, and John Dressel and Matthew Maton and, and those guys. And it was just like, oh, like these guys are so, like Grant Fisher. It's like so good. And that's why it's funny now, especially like kind of being in Oregon, having met like you know, Blake and, and Tanner and, and Matthew and, and stuff. It's just, and even seeing other people, just kind of how their careers have progressed and whatnot. It's like, wow, like, I don't know. I feel like especially young high schoolers have a tendency to put these runners on such a pedestal and view them as larger than life and like superhuman. But in reality, it's like, they're just the same as everyone else. They just happen to be good at running. And it's a lot of the times, even in high school too, I would think I'd be like, wow, how come, these like amazing runners in, in high school, like don't do good in college. And then I got to my freshman year of college and I was like, oh, okay, I see why like college is a trip. Like, yeah, you just, you just gotta be really focused and like a lot of things aren't going to be going your way and it's like a big adjustment and whatnot. So they, uh, it just, it just makes sense. And I was like, okay, this, this lines it, because if everyone was as good as they were in high school, it'd be a whole different ball game. But do you still fanboy over people now if you meet them? Mm, it'd have to be mm. like who would you fanboy over if you saw be like Jakob Ingebrigtsen or like I don't know or McGloofy or like Asbel Kiprop that'd be like I don't know but as far as because I've also gotten to the point too where it's like I don't know where people will like kind of like fanboy over me and stuff it's like dude like you have have no idea like I used to be a freaking bot back in the day like I have no, like, there's no way in, in hell I'm ever getting up on some pedestal and, like, I'm too good for all this stuff. It's like, I literally 
came from. I won't say like the bottoms, but like in a track and field related sense, yeah, like I was just slow and kind of just loved the sport. And so it's like, okay, like these kids could very much like they're in the same position I was. Who am I to, you know, big time them or stuff or people like I always comment stuff on on people's Instagrams if they tag me or so they'll be like, yo, like so and so said you won't comment on my picture. Like, can you please do it? And I'll just like comment and be like, just like some stupid. She'll be like, oh, demon time with like the like devil emoji or just like some some stupid shit. And then uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, kind of coming almost full circle in a sense, but at the same time, I still feel like I'm the same kid I was in high school. Just yeah, which is a good thing in my opinion, because a lot of people will yeah, you don't want to lose yourself to the clout, Ben. Well, that's the thing is I'm not in this for any time. Like, people will be like, oh, running world clout. It's like, that's not a real thing. That's like, not real. It's fake. There is no like, running world clout. No one like, knows oh, about like anything about the running world. followers, sick. You know how many other people in the world have 11,000 followers? Like, a lot. It's not that uncommon. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's and that's the thing. It's like, there's not clout. Like, sick, you go to a track meet and you get recognized, but like, you go to but Walmart. it kind of it makes you feel good, I bet. Oh, no, definitely. Like, I would, yeah. I, would, I would be fine just, like, chilling, like, getting recognized at a track meet. But, like, once it would start to encroach on my personal life, I don't know. I wouldn't want anything. Yeah. Because just being fam- too famous sometimes, people, like, always have something to say or they'll, like, spread rumors or just hate for no reason. And it's like, I don't want that. Man, I just want to live my life. And yeah. Okay, one of my questions that I had was, like, how do you – have you had any haters or people that have, like, I don't know, left Off me record, comments yeah. or let's run? Oh, let's, I don't really go on Let's Run. I only get yeah, I when, when people send me stuff. Just so I think it's such a cancer of the internet, um, of the running world. But yeah, like, I don't know. There's this one kid, this burner account, who would always DM me and be like, post a shirtless pic fatty. Or like, just like, would like, call me like fat and stuff. And I would be like, oh, like, I need to get skinny, like, Cooper tier, like, crying emoji and all this. They're just like, fucking with them. And it was yeah. really funny. And no, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't think I have haters i think i'm way too small to have haters like and if they are it's just people who i don't know don't like me or they even jesus had haters so <laughs> no, they well, you can't them. please oh my gosh you can't they, you can't please everyone yeah you really can't please everyone and i um I, that's part of the the process too is there's definitely some people who on instagram you can kind of see that they're like putting on an act trying to please everyone and stuff and it's like you know i'm in person you know if they're not like that and they just want people to appeal to the masses which i mean not the route I would go down, but more power to them. Yeah. So what made you, you like... Do you have haters? Do you have any what? haters? Oh, I mean, I've had like the occasional Let's Run thread that has been sent to me or like, I don't know, people leave me comments. People. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like when I first started my YouTube channel, like it kind of destroyed me because like I wasn't expecting that. And it's like, I wasn't putting out anything controversial. Well, yeah, yeah, literally, and, and the YouTube studio app is low-key like a drug, like being able to see the analytics and like see what everyone's saying about you like in real time, and you're just like, you'll post a video, and you'll, I'll just, especially at the start of the summer when I first started doing, I would just like sit there and just like refresh and refresh, and then of course someone, there could be a hundred good comments about you, but one bad one, it's like you don't remember the hundred good ones, and you remember the one Exactly, one. and that was and, like how I felt when I first I started. It's all part of the growing process. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah um so what made you like start the youtube channel because i mean it was definitely a market that needed to be filled on the men's boredom boredom um well is it like what you've yeah, expected uh, well i mean I've, I've um yes and no i think you know like i've always in some aspects it makes sense because i've i have like such a solid background in media and photography and videography like i've, I've really kind of built it up over the, the years just 
going to meets like weekend after weekend and sh making videos, taking photos, like it's like a 10,000 hour type thing. The more you do it, the better you're going to get. And so when people like, we're just like, oh my gosh, this is the most like cinematically advanced stuff or like the most like advanced editing or, or things like you don't see it like that. And this on like running YouTube because it's just people with iPhones and, and iMovie. <laughs> yeah, but, especially so, at the start. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a so, lot of iPhone. And so for that, like I was, you know, I can't even, I can't really say I was surprised. It was kind of cool to be like, oh, okay, like I guess that work really had paid off. Um, but as far as like the success, I don't know. It, it definitely, the more I kind of worked at it, the more it made sense and was like, okay, like I, at first the the one video I'll tell you this when I'm post the my most viewed video I was like I think over two hundred and fifty thousand views the Oregon long run one I probably had like I don't know a couple thousand subscribers when I posted that and then for like two or three days afterwards I was just gaining like subscribers by the thousands every day and I would just wake up and like someone would be like I just thought it was normal for like growing YouTube channels and I was like this is sick and then the more I made videos I was like that was not normal like gaining 4,000 subscribers in three days is not normal uh especially in the running community which is I mean it's not like you're not going to be able to grow up to like a David Dobrik that quick uh no. and so yeah that was interesting but the videos did kind of stem just out of boredom and, and going to boulder this summer i mean i'd gone there last summer too just with the guys and stuff to hang out and run and kick it in so i was like oh i guess i'll just film it this time like pandemic whatever i'll post it on youtube and i remember the first video i posted i was editing it and i was like man this video sucks like <laughs> it just like wasn't what i wanted it to be but i was just like screw it you have to post it and just put it out there and like it'll just you know you have to start somewhere you can't wait for the perfect video to start and so, and then the second one, I was like, damn, this still sucks. <laughs> and then the third one, I finally found myself kind of find my stride and, and be able to storytell, quote unquote, and, and find that the lens I wanted to like have people view it through. And then just as it, yeah, it kept growing and, you know, kind of tried some new things and different styles, but I don't know, definitely, I was a little bit taken back to just that I was able to have that much success in that short amount of time and kind of like Spencer Brown would be like, dude, I literally took me like three years to get to like where you are and like to get like 20,000 subscribers. You've just gotten it in like a month and a half. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, that sucks for you. <laughs> I mean, well, back then it's like, there weren't as many running YouTubers. Like people didn't know about it either. Because I didn't even know about it. Like only thing I knew was you. And uh, I like, if someone said the name Zach Lowe, I'd be like, oh, it's like that social media running kid. Or, and I knew who the athlete special was just because Cooper and Reed would always watch his videos but I, I honestly thought he was like an 800 meter runner or something. And then, yeah, it just, when I kind of got in there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like an entire community. This is crazy. And I think that the craziest part is just seeing after the summer, you know, and kind of, I feel like in a lot of ways I showed people where it's like, oh, he can do it. I can do it too. Like there's an audience for this, you know, just seeing how fast it grew and, and the reception it got where now, you know, whether it be high school kids, college to college kids to even some pros, like deciding to go off and make new YouTube channels and, and post their content on there. It's like, okay. And I, I look at the thumbnail sometimes and I like to say imitation is the highest form of flattery, but uh, I'll see like the thumbnails that are very much like similar to my style. I'm just like, okay, this is sick. Like there's definitely like something was created here that that is like bigger than everyone else involved. And to that, that's like, I would say probably the the highest honor or the the, the most praise I could get like you know people like saying oh this is sick or people in your dms but once it actually kind of takes root and it's like builds itself up from what you've done it's like that's 
I don't know. I just like it gives me the chills sometimes. Just like, damn, okay, this is this is for real. This is really happening. Yeah, it's been fun just to see like the running YouTube community grow because I feel like it'll help our sports so much. Just oh, by yeah. like a lot more transparency and personalities behind like the runners. That's why I love Morgan McDonald's channel. Cause it's like, have you watched any of his videos? No, I haven't. I haven't watched. I'm honestly, I don't watch that many videos. (laughs) I mean, I only really watch mine, um, but I've started to watch Morgan (laughs) just because his personality bleeds through and it's awesome. He's just, I'll give it a look. He's so out there and so funny. And it's like, this is, this is great. And he's hit the nail on the head more than anyone else has. Like that has tried to make a YouTube channel and showcase personality, I'd say. Um, Yeah. I like one of my biggest tips, especially for like, people that are aspiring to aspiring to run professionally is to like start a YouTube channel. Like it sounds kind of dumb, but now it's, I feel like it's more normalized now in the running community because more people are doing it and seeing like the success that you can have on it. And it can provide like supplementary income. If you don't have a super big contract, like you could basically, if you're successful on YouTube, you could run like professionally without even getting a contract necessarily. You You can make a couple thousand dollars a month. That's the thing that, uh, I was really surprised. I was like, oh, shit, this is sick. Like, you know, I was like, I need to go make a bank account. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty dope. And I think, yeah, a lot of people don't really realize that it you can just grow from it. I mean, like, look at me, for example, it's like I you start off with this YouTube channel and then you get this following and then you can kind of go and do what you want. And, and look, I've been lucky enough or fortunate enough that they support other stuff that I'm doing. But like I said, I think it's all part of the bigger plan and the bigger picture just for everything. I, I, I think I'm going to be the one to, to really change this, this sport for good. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's, um, that's my goal. At least that's, that's where my head's. That's my vision. Yeah. So where do you see your YouTube channel going now? I mean, it's, or are you going to stick with the YouTube channel? I think I'll stick with it and I'll continue to post stuff, but like in a, in a sense, it'll be a lot more, like just running content related like I'll let's say I'm going to put Joe Klecker on the cover of one of the magazines and I would go out and like pre leading up to it I would go and and film like a run video a vlog like a couple like two three four videos with them and then post those on my YouTube channel when the magazine drops and and do kind of stuff like that but then also do vlogs and stuff with the guys I think what a lot of people don't understand is you can't just like crap out these these run videos. Like the conditions kind of have to be perfect, especially the way I film with like a DSLR and, and whatnot. You really have to have like a dirt road or a, a not like really driven road. And yeah. you have to have like a hatchback car. You have to have someone who's down to drive. Uh, and you have to, you know, be, it just, a lot of things have to go right and, and be firing on all cylinders for it to happen. It's not just like a making a video on the track per se is a little easier because you can just kind of go to the track and film stuff but you know and maybe I could film a little bit more if I was on a bike with a GoPro but I don't I wouldn't want to sacrifice the quality just because I've kind of already set this precedent like okay this is what the quality is you know I don't really want to like go under it you're definitely known for your quality and (laughs) which is really awesome and it's like some definitely something that sticks out um this episode is brought to you by Green Chef Green Chef is the first USDA-certified organic meal kit company. They make eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. 
Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. If you guys listened to my podcast last year, like Green Chef has been one of my long-term sponsors, and they are my favorite. I love when I get my Green Chef box delivered. It seriously makes my day because I just know I'm gonna have the best dinner that night, I swear. It really upgrades my dinners. Like, I genuinely feel like a chef when I make these dishes because they're so delicious and they're so easy and time efficient. So I know every time that I whip up one of the Green Chef recipes that it's gonna be delicious, quick, easy, and they're very, very satisfying because they're so flavorful too and a lot more flavorful than my regular dinner. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I like switching between the brands depending on how my taste change from like month to month. If you guys are interested in Green Chef, go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew90 and use code coldbrew90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash coldbrew90 and use code coldbrew90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. So yeah, I'd say to, you know, kind of where I want to go with this is it's like I kind of mentioned earlier, like, yeah, it'll still be YouTube, but it's like that was just one puzzle piece. Like there's going to be the magazine like meets a team hopefully like just more branding merchandise type stuff maybe some camps events like maybe a podcast you know or just kind of everything that like my goal with this is to create like an umbrella brand of of new generation track and feel that everything can kind of fall under and just be able to do cool stuff with it that that no one else is really doing and or even if they are doing you know do it differently and keep that artistic vision per se and kind of have it definitely not sacrifice the the art form of of any of it and and not just try and poop out content and try and actually like be calculated about it which i think a lot of people i think a lot of people are you know they just like want as much content as possible especially because this summer i content is king ben (laughs) but it's it's tough because like you don't i don't know at least for me it's like i don't want to like i don't know and i think I'm, i'm pretty good at just listening to myself and and not really not saying i don't care what the subscribers say but like just kind of sticking to my guns and if I have a plan I'm going to go with it and I'm not going to be easily influenced by some random voices in the internet comment section that are like you need to do this it's like nah like I got to where I am because I listened to myself like yeah you if you believe that strongly in it go do it yourself and I'll congratulate you when you get there <laughs> savage Ben <laughs> okay I, yeah no it's true I'm intrigued by your decision to start a print media magazine though because it is isn't print media dead? I'm, I don't That's know. A, yeah, low key. Uh, but I think, I don't know, with, with this, it's, A, it was just kind of the, I feel like the best way to get across the idea of like what the new generation track and field is just in a sense of, okay, it's, you know, something like physical, like you can look in and you can read the articles and there's like personal stories, like, you know, some mental health stuff, like training tips, like just Strava type stuff, like an like funny Strava analysis, like day in the life type things, athlete features, like it's just all, I don't know, very much focused on this, this new age of, of sport and the new fans, new generation of fans. And I think with the, the old generation, everything's already very established and the, uh, everything they have is kind of within the physical world as well. And then lacking on the digital end, it's like, okay, everything we have is like really, really strong on the digital end. It's, that's really all it is, is digital and it's okay how do we take this from the digital world and put it in the physical world and make something tangible that people can like hold and and have and like make it real per se and so I think the magazine like obviously I mean I was kind of thought print was dead too but then I had the idea and I was like screw I'll go for it yeah and uh if you're scared to fail you're never going to succeed and then it it sold out this morning like so I was pretty stoked on that I was like okay I guess it's not dead and 
I think that it's, it mostly just comes down to if you make a product that people can relate to and people want to buy and want to have, like you can sell anything. So what is like, how big is the magazine and what does it like have? 20 pages. Um, okay. I will say this, the uh, February issue is going to be leaps and bounds better than the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, January issue. And the January issue is actually pretty sick. But the February issue, like the goal for it is just to provide like cool, like cover story analysis of like these up and coming athletes, like let's say like so-and-so signs to this new brand or like uh, like just kind of cover that or like a, a good like Sinclair Johnson joining Bowerman. Like no one really talks about that. Like I would do an article on that or a, a spread on that um and stuff like that but also i'm looking at my whiteboard over here uh that i have all my stuff written down on and then more stuff like i don't know just like day in the life type things q a's just stuff that that people would would want to see and that could honestly be video ideas but it's okay how do we package this and put it all in one place for each month for people to read and so it's it's going to be like stuff you'd, you'd see in a regular magazine i guess but it's you know, very much geared and tailored towards the new generation of track fans and, and stuff that they can see and get to know the athletes better and see their personalities and really, you know, hold it and, and rip out the posters and hang them on their wall and whatnot. Yeah, for my takeaways of like working, I guess, in the running world over the past couple of years since leaving college, especially the professional running world, is that there's just like a lack of knowledge on people's personalities in the running world. Like there's yeah. so many good athletes, but people just don't know about them. Jeez. And I don't know if that's because of like lack of social media or lack of like diversity in like the traditional running media coverage. But I think it's like cool of something like your magazine or just like, I don't know, you've, you've covered a lot of people on your YouTube channel too. I think it's yeah. cool just to see like I'm different perspectives. A I'm, a, I'm a huge people person. So I just love being able to like give everyone a slice of the pie and get as many people involved, but that's just yeah. my personality. And I know too, like, I don't know, at least from where I stand, I'm very comfortable, kind of not, like I said, I'm not really in this whole thing for like cloud or whatever. So it's like, dude, who cares at the end of the day? Like I want to do Especially something. in the running world. Especially in the running world. And you can see there's definitely some runners like, and I'm sure when I say this, you'll think of some people immediately where it's like, all they do is just like, all they care about is their followers and they just want to like suck all the cloud out of it and whatnot. And it's like, dude, like sit, go for it. Uh, but for me, it's, I'm very much, like I just want to create something that can like sustain itself after I'm gone and oh. really like have a, a lasting impact and you know I'm, I'm cool with with not having my face on everything and, and but being the one kind of facilitating it behind the scenes and like be a quarterback per se on a football team but there's still 11 other guys on the team that you need to contribute to win yeah like I I've done a couple um I guess when I would go to track meets last year and like interview people, like I don't love being on the like I don't love being on the center of the screen either. I like one of my goals for my YouTube channel too has always been to like I guess help the running world in some way, just in terms of like social media and like getting people's names out there. But what have you like seen that you think the running world can do better at? I Everything. Guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I've learned I've learned that too. Uh, but I think years. I think we're down bad right now. Um, but I'd say. I don't know. People are just, they swear that they're doing new things, but it's like, they're just playing into the hands of the old generation. And I don't want to come on here and, and just like talk a bunch of crap, but uh, like I see just like the way things are marketed and, and whatnot. It's like, dude, no one's, I don't know. They swear that they're doing something different, but it's really just like fall, playing into the hands of the same old stuff. Like, I don't know that like that track and field players association or athletes association, like Christian Coleman and Emma Coburn were pushing 
And it's like, that's an idea I've had that would be like, for a while, it's like, that's a big step that'd be crucial. But like the way they're doing it is like, it's not like for everyone. It's for like these other athletes and people who are already established and in the old generation. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's a good idea, but you're just playing into the hands of the same old shit. Like it's not the same stuff, different day. It's not a, uh, something I really think can be progressive enough to encapsulate the entire audience and whatnot. Cause you know, the old fans of the sport are going to stay fans no matter what, but it's okay. How do you, with track and field being the most participated sport across essentially all genders in high school um, and then exercise wise for people of all ages, everyone runs and works out. Like it's probably the most popular form of exercise and you know, it's okay. How do you make it appealable to those people and constantly get the new generation of fans that comes into high school each year and you know, that are around the sport, but don't really know much about it and, and really that there's a scene at all. And it's like, you don't have to worry about the old dude 327 on let's run who like is bald and has a beard. Like he's going to like the sport, no matter what he might talk a lot of BS and like hate on people, but guess what? He's still going to tune into everything and watch everything. So what do you think is the biggest key? Like say someone is working, I don't know, for like a traditional old media person in the running world. What do you think is the key now for the new generation? Make something that, you know, you personally want to see or make something that no one else is doing that's that's new. And, you know, I don't think people can't be afraid to like push buttons or, or be a little too informal like with the whole magazine thing, like everyone's like, oh my gosh, so crazy. It's like, dude, I've never made a magazine before in my life. I downloaded Adobe InDesign and like looked on the internet to like find out how to print one. And like, yeah, it, made, it might've taken me a couple of days to figure it out, but like, and I'm going to ship all these edits. I've never shipped pro mass product before, but I'm all figured out along the way. And I think that I'm lucky enough for my followers and subscribers kind of get that and are down for the ride and the, the process of figuring stuff out. But it's like, I think a lot of people have same with videos where they have this preconceived notion of I have to be good at this before it's like nah dog you just literally need an iPhone and iMovie or you want to make something like literally just look up how to make it the internet is full of abundant resources and you can buy literally anything from anywhere and get it delivered to your doorstep in under a week so it's it's if you're looking in the right places it's it's not too hard just I don't know things that a lot of people are afraid to do or or think that aren't going to work if you make it like appealable to you know the younger generation and kind of in their wheelhouse and stay true to yourself I think that's a huge one staying true to yourself because people can see through a front like that it's and people be like okay I don't like that but if it's authentic then people can really relate to it and get behind it and be like I see myself in this person or I can relate to them like we have the same personality yeah that makes sense you know what okay one someone that who's done like a great job I think in kind of I don't know, getting new fans to sport has been World Athletics TikTok. Have you seen them? No, I haven't. I, I'm not a huge fan of World Athletics. I think like, and I mean, granted, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I don't know, but. Let me I see how many followers they have. Like, they're, you should check it out, even, okay. but you can continue on what you were saying. I don't know. I just think that like all that stuff there, people are too afraid to take risks and track and field is such a snow cone purist sport of like, everyone is like, oh, we yeah, it was a great race. Like, I'm super excited. Like, everything is just always so positive. And it's like, dude, on baseball, like, you know, people are real. And, like, there's positives and there's negatives in there. The rumor mill is churning 24-7, and people in track and field act like they need to be little golden boys and girls every day. And, you know, it's to each their own. But I think with a few people, you know, kind of putting themselves out there, 
it could inspire a whole new generation of change. All people need to just do is see a couple people doing stuff. And, and that's one thing too. Like even when I did this magazine stuff, I'll see like, I don't know, four or five kids DM me stuff of like Photoshop magazine covers they made on their own. It's like, that's like, for me, like, that's why I want to do it. Cause I want people to say like, Oh, he did it. I can do it too. It's not a, like a, you, it's, you don't have to require some like insane special skill set. Like if you put your mind to it and like actually do the work, you can, you'll make something cool. Yeah. Okay. So the world athletics, they have 1.6 million on TikTok. Sheesh. And they're making like really good content on there. So I think that helps the running world. Um, I do I do too. But also I will say this. I think that no matter, you know, they're just posting a video of a race, like cool. It might not get as many people as if they were, you know, posting real stuff of like the athletes personalities. Cause once someone like can relate to someone, they're never going to like go back, but it's like, Oh cool. Jakob Ingebrigtsen, an insane kick with a hundred meters to go. Like, yeah, people are going to look at and be like, that's a great feat of human like fitness. Like that's a great accomplishment. Swipe, whatever next, like they're not going to turn into Jakob Ingebrigtsen fans. And yeah. I but don't you need, don't you need to like start somewhere? Like you have yeah, to you captivate do. the audience's attention first. I agree. And I think it's, you know, it's great, but it's maybe not the way I'd go about it, but I think it's, it's good in its own right. I've just used TikTok to market my own YouTube videos. And I'll tell you one thing that thing works. Yeah, like, TikTok videos, is wild. I have a couple of videos that have no business having over 100,000 views that have over 100,000 views because the TikToks went viral. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so you're going to spend more time on TikTok? TikTok? TikTok now. TikTok now? Um, I'm like, I don't know. I only really ever go on there if I have a video to promote. Like, <laughs> it's just like a, a hole that I just like fall into. And I'll Yeah, just, like, it is very distracting. It's like, oh my God. And I just like end up on weird TikTok, like for you page trends where it's just like, I don't know, like, I don't even know, just weird, weird stuff, weird yeah. stuff, whip it TikTok. What? Like, it's like weird, there's like every, every little, little niche. niche, there's like a huge community for it, which I think is also, I just think that's the luxury of the internet right there is, it's like Reddit too, where it's, you know, there's yeah. pages for everything. Yeah. Imaginable. Okay, it seems like you, maybe not you, but do you think that there needs to be more um, beef in the running world? Like oh, more yeah. feuds? Oh yeah. I, I think I'm I asked like, someone else this question too. I kind of forgot, but I, I agree. I think, well, I think people are just like too afraid to step on each other's toes. And it's like, dude, you're not going to like come face to like, let's say I like call someone out. I'll say like Tin Man or Sam Parsons, just cause he's like kind of up there. And like, I don't know. Uh, I've said it before, but it's like in real life, I come face to face to the dude, like, I'll give him a handshake. Like what I'm not going to be like, Oh bro, square up. Like we got beef. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, you can, if someone does something you don't like, call them out on it. Like, say what you feel. No one cares. Like, it's the same thing happens in the NBA and the NFL and MLB. And it's like, and then it, especially within runners, then it turns to like on the track or on the court. Like, you know, like it just gets extra competitive and like your people can like be invested and be like, oh, like they were beefing. Like, this is going to be a great race. And it's boom, the headline right there. That is actually so true because I don't really, I wasn't even really following the beef. Um, of the 2019 USA's between Lopez Lamong and Paul Tolima or whatever. Oh, I, I forgot about that, but I'm not even, yeah, I wasn't even referring to that. I was more thinking of like Robert Brandt Strava calling out Tin Man. Oh yeah. I, that, well, that was pretty recent. That was like a couple months ago, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was like over the summer or something. Do you think there's anything bad, like, um, about like starting beef? Because the running world is pretty inherently like nice. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Respectful. I think if you're like, I think if you're like Everett Silva, maybe yes. Cause he just like, well, sh like he's just like reckless in a sense like as long as you're not reckless like if it, as long as it's kind of calculated and like 
there's stuff there and you can kind of handle the repercussions per se, which I don't think is too hard. And you can kind of, you know, at the end of the day, look past it and be like, dude, it's like, it's beef, bro. We're calling it beef. Like chill out. It's, you know, at the end of the day, everyone just wants to run faster, you know, do what they want to do. And I think as long as it's not taking away from that, where people are like getting injured or like broken legs. So like, Oh bro, my squad, we're about to go send a hit on someone to like break their legs so they can't run USA's like, okay, that's too far. That's stupid. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. And, and I feel like Everett sometimes is just like, he'll be so quick. And I would say something he would say, but like, I don't want to be speaking that many profanities on your podcast. Um, and it's like, it'll just like say some, some stuff. And it's like, dude, like, first of all, like the audacity you have to have to say this. Second of all, like, dog, like if someone pulls up on you, like, what are you going to do? Like, cause he's saying stuff where it's just like, like f you like f your family like or just like all this ridiculous stuff and you're just like bro like okay you're just turning a lot of people off right now and, and then there's just like of course a bunch of little kids and it's kind of like commenting like gorilla emojis like yeah ever like it's just like bro and and then that just like fires them up even more and it's just like oh my god do you and Everett have beef no that's like my one of my best it's one of my dogs for real <laughs> But I, I'm sure there's stuff I do that he looks at and it's just like, I wouldn't do stuff that way. And I'm sure there's things, and I know there's things he do that I look at and I say, I wouldn't do it that way. But you know, at the end of the day, like it's, it's, that's like the perfect example is you can look past those things. And at the end of the day, like it is your friend and you do like hang out with them outside and you know, they'd have your back and you have the, you have the, your, you have theirs. <laughs> uh, and so it's like, I don't know it's just like silly stuff and at the end of the day too it, it is also all on social media which is I cannot stress this enough not a real place it is the internet not real life which I think a lot of people tend to forget and especially with clout and stuff want to be like so popular on the internet but it's like dude if I had 5,000 followers but if I was and popping in real life I'd be I don't care like let me do something in the real world that actually makes a difference like not on some social media thing when in a decade from now, Instagram's not going to be around anymore. And it'll all be on some different platform that you got to do stuff on. And it'll just be like MySpace with time capsule relic. Yeah. Do you find social media fulfilling or do you find it like draining? A little bit of both. I think like yesterday, I found it yesterday, like my social media was a flipping zoo just because of like, like I started that new account, like hell people were following it in DMs and stuff. And like, it, it gives you something to do and it stimulates you. But after a while, like, I was like, dude, I just don't want to be on my phone, like, constantly, like, trying to respond to everybody or, like, getting these texts. Like, it's like, oh, my gosh. And you're like, oh, like, I got to respond to this. But, like, I don't know. I'm also the person where it's, like, treat others how you want to be treated. So, like, I never really ghost people. Like, I'll, if, when someone texts me, I'll usually get, get back to them right away. Because I know, like, everyone's always on their phones. And it's like, why are you taking three hours to text me back? That's like, one of my bad habits. I know you're on your phone. And so I always try and just, like, get people back right away. But even today, I was getting lunch with Gavin. And there's a bunch of people who were, like, congratulating me about the magazine and stuff. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is not that I'm not grateful, but it was just, like, kind of draining in a sense where I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have to. And I, I was, like, responding to everyone. But then it, finally afterwards, I was like, okay, I'm just putting this away and, and being done with it and, and whatnot. And. I don't know. It's, I, I view it as more of a, a medium to market yourself and kind of, you know, get, get to where you want to go in the real world. It's just like a, a vessel per se of to market yourself and like project yourself and your brand and a platform, but it's, it's the furthest thing from real life. People can yeah. portray themselves in any way they want. And it's like, I know some people who are down bad in real life, but make it seem like they're popping on social media. And it's like, dog, if only the people knew half of it. <laughs> I, I, you're flexing all this money but your parents 
filed for bankruptcy twice. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That, that was also more of just like a personal thing from someone I went to high school with, but beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> no, social media is definitely a high re- highlight reel. So I try yeah. to remind myself of that too. I think everyone kind of, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to remind yourself when you're scrolling endlessly, but. I think too, one thing I usually try to do is like, I don't play into it too much where it's like, I post what I post, like to get a point across into like market selling. And then it's like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to post anything. Like I don't like post, make sure I'm posting stuff every day or like always pushing stuff to my Instagram story. Like every single day, like I literally haven't posted a photo on Ben or video on Ben Crawford photo for like, since like the sound running me. And the last one I posted before that was like from Montana in September. It's like, I just use it anytime I need to reach like a mass amount of people. Yeah. And other than that, it's like, you know, it is what it is and okay i'm curious like who do you think does a good a good job on social media like who do you think has a great overall myself well Um, other than me and you like um, (laughs) i'm just kidding i was gonna say being pretty liberal throwing yourself in there no i'm kidding i i I do like (laughs) what you're doing with that um i don't know say my boy koopy I, i like how he handles himself on social media you know he very much like he's not always posting stupid stuff on his story and like i don't know trying to like make it seem like he's bigger than he is like he's just very much like uses social media like he wouldn't like he is in real life you know and but like don't you need to post on your like okay say you don't have a youtube channel like he's how more followers than than most other runners and he's okay. not posting crazily every single day okay yes but that's also because he's fast and he's on mm-hmm. your youtube channel and like so people already know his people know his youtube channel then but, no. <laughs> okay people already know his personality but like someone else like give me someone else like how do people grow their social media or like show their personality gotta, if they don't you have a YouTube know the secret sauce uh oh okay <laughs> you just gotta you gotta have the the swagger no um i don't know that's that's a tough one um i like morgan mcdonald's a lot and ollie horse they're just like both funny guys and they you know that you can just tell that they don't take it seriously at all which i think is people that is the thesis right there people take themselves too seriously i would agree with that and they can't take a joke. You just, I don't know, you can't, it has to come from a natural place. You can't just try and be something or not, or, or try and put on an image, like just do stuff as you would normally do it and don't think twice about it. Like I would say with, with Ollie and Morgan is, they're just like funny dudes, like knowing them, like they're just goop goobers, which is like nothing more than what I am, nothing less than what I am. And I think that they're just handling it right. And you know, they're not trying to portray like their captions are very satirical very like parody-esque like just goofy not like and and they're fast too which is like makes it even cooler and it's like okay and I would say that with, with Cooper too like you know he's not trying to be someone he's not he's just literally being himself to the the core where it's I'm gonna post you know what I want to post and I'm not gonna try and play into some people people think a lot of the time that there's a formula there's a you know, like A1 plus A2 equals hella followers and clout. And it's like, that's not the case. Like it's different for everybody. You just have to be able to be yourself and kind of try and create a brand out of that. And, you know, and and of course there are some intangibles you do have to have, but I think that like to really kind of push to the next level, but I think that anyone can just do it by just not trying to put up a front. And also like people will be like, make Instagram casual again. It's like, okay, instead of just like posting that, why don't you just do it? Like, you know, like it's not, people always have a tendency to like post what they're going to, they're like, we need to do this, this, this. And like, why don't we do this? Like track and field needs. It's like, dude, why don't you take a break from tweeting, shut up and go do it. Period, Ben, period. That's, 
that's like my biggest pet peeve right there running twitter oh my god dude that pisses me off i i, I had to unfollow a lot of people on running twitter i'm not gonna lie it's, just, it's so like people like are <laughs> such so much on their high horses and trying to like say stuff and do stuff like oh track and field needs this and it's coming from people who are like in positions that could very easily do those things and it's like okay then why don't you like stop tweeting and go do it it's not people act like they need mass approval to go do something but it's like look and I've, I've made this magazine because I thought it was a good idea I posted on my story people said oh yeah I'll buy one and I was like okay bet looks like we're making a magazine now and I like posted like teased some stuff on my story but I never was like posted like this magazine's gonna change the game like oh this is what the sport needs like we're pushing it forward like all the stuff it's like you know whatever like you don't like people who I don't know you don't call yourself like a goat or like a legend like let the people decide for like just do what you're going to do and the people will decide everything accordingly and don't be one so adamant about like i'm the one pushing the sport forward and like we need to do this this and this like if you just do it and let everything else take care of itself like the people will speak for themselves yeah and i don't know and most of the time like i don't know i i love kind of being a people's champ per se where it's like just being able to have like a, a group of people behind you who like support what you're doing and it's cool and stuff but also I don't know. I DM like hella kids all the time that are just in my DMs and asking questions and I'll just like mess with them and do stuff. And it's like, I, cause I'm literally one of them. Like, I'm just, I'm just a fan who loves this sport and wants to see it get pushed forward. And so I just think okay. a lot of people are afraid to take risks, I guess. I know. That at is, the that end of the day, true. at the end of the day, I think people are just in the little running niche or afraid to take risks. But at the same time, it's, yeah, I don't know. And even you look at stuff like when, when risks do get taken and they fail, it's like, okay, well then just learn from it, dude. And, and people forget better. about it so soon too. Seriously, like, I was even trying to think of like a, a screw up in the running community that was like a risk. I don't even know what it, what it would yeah. be. Like literally, and maybe that's because people don't take risks or maybe it's just because we forget about them all super fast. But like, I don't know. And, and people also have a tendency to be like, oh, in track, like we need to market towards like the Noah Drotty-esque niche where it's like the, like baseball cap wearing hipster runners and this that's not a shot at Noah Drotty at all I think he's a super cool guy um but you kind of get what I like that whole hipster like I was gonna say like cold brews but I, I'm not taking a shot at you I'm taking a shot like the, <laughs> the whole just like scene of like I don't know blue collar type runners it's like that's who we need to market towards so like no dum-dum like you need to market towards the high school kids yeah because they're coming in in troves every year to this sport and what's keeping them from paying attention the fact that they don't know what's going on yeah and there's no one that they can look to and be like, oh, that's where I get my information. Period, Ben. Well, I'm excited to see what you continue to do in the future. You. You've already you've already made massive moves. And I think you've helped um, the running world, especially the upcoming generation, a lot. New generation. I, I hope the so. New generation. New generation. I hope so. <laughs> For real. Like, I don't know. That's like, that's kind of, I feel like more or less like that's kind of what my goal, my like life goal is, or just, I don't know. Like, I love this sport. I just want to be able to, you know, by the time I die, God willing, like when I'm 70 or 80 and not tomorrow, knock wood, uh, that they, people will say like, okay, the sport track and field is like as big as these other sports. People like can look at me and say like, okay, the, the sport wouldn't be as big as it was if he were like, it wouldn't be anywhere near it was if it wasn't for him. And so I think that that's, you know, like it's a long-term game. You gotta be, a lot of people are out here trying to play checkers, but it's chess. And I think that as long as just like one step at a time and you know, it'll, it'll come to me. I have, I have good faith that, you know, I'm, doing this for a reason and I'm not really in it for myself it's it's more so for the sport and whatnot but yeah I'm hopeful I'm hopeful it'll grow awesome well where can people follow you at I know you have a lot of social medias and your new magazine 
Sheesh. Okay. Got the Instagram, the personal Ben underscore Crawford. That's where I'd be posting most of my stuff. Like about my, that's where I, my personal self, like that's all the high school friends and everything. That's where everyone follows me on. Like that's me. Ben Crawford photo. It's like more of a YouTube Instagram. Like anytime I take running videos or running photos or anything artistic per se, Ben Crawford photo, can you follow me on there? At New Generation TF is where anything that has to do with the brand or the magazine, that's where that's going to be posted. Literally launched it less than 24 hours ago. And it's already almost at 2,000 followers. That was last night. It literally within like, I don't know, two hours, it got to like 1,000 followers. And I was like, <laughs> I thought it was, when I started, I was like, there's no way I was getting more than 100 followers tonight. And then just like, and I was like, good Lord, which was which was cool to see. But I don't know. I'm definitely, I feel like, one to kind of underestimate myself. And because I don't want to set the bar low. So that way, if it misses, you're not going yeah, uh, but that's with the magazine too. Like, I made a hundred of them, and I was like, okay. Uh, well, because you know, you don't know, you exactly. don't know what the interest like, is. And there was some comment, dude. This comment hurt me. Actually, Uh-oh. I'll say this. Oh, it's just pouring rain right now. But uh, they said they're just like, oh, you say that this brand is for everyone, but how come you only printed a hundred magazines? <laughs> because like, no one knows when you start off it. doing exactly. something how many people are going to buy, like, and you don't want to get stuck with a thousand extra magazines. magazines. No, seriously, and and also they're low key expensive to print too. Like I was one thing, like like I made like I don't know a decent amount of money like from this, but I was like this is like over fifty percent of this going to have to go back into printing these days because it is yeah. no joke. But I'm I'm meeting with the. Uh, true acts later they did drop some of these off and, and hopefully get in contact with some more he just stopped working at nike so i think he's kind of eager to still do something so i'm hopefully able to facilitate some of his resources because god knows he has a whole lot of them uh and so yeah hopefully that that works i don't know like i said i'm hopeful i'm confident i'm determined I'm not gonna let anything stop me this is what i want to do and very much on in my own lane like on my own vibe like it's you know, I look at some stuff other people are doing and it's, you can tell that they're kind of thirsty for Instagram stuff and whatnot. And so be it. Like, and if they're doing cool stuff, I'll acknowledge it. But like, I'm in my own lane, on my own path, doing my own thing. And it's going to get me to where I want to go, which at the end of the day, I know is somewhere a lot of people are going to respect, which is all I can hope for. Period. Well, this was a great episode. I think we all learned a lot. And I think everyone's excited to see what you come up with next um i'm excited to see what i come up with next too yeah me too yeah maybe it'll be i think i think it'll low-key be merch i think with the february issue of the magazine i'm gonna package it and be like oh y'all want this sick merch like about to buy the magazine and like that's the only way you can get it yeah that's a good idea because i was watching a bunch of old magazine ads from the 80s and there was one where it's like researching seriously and it was like do you want this like alarm clock telephone like stay tuned to find out how you can get it and then it's like a time magazine it's like purchase like a yearly subscription to time magazine and like get this free alarm clock phone and i was just like that's people like they're like screw the magazine we need people to buy this swag and yeah. the magazine is an added bonus essentially that's yeah. marketing 101 baby seriously awesome well to close out today's episode can we get a peace out fellas peace out fellas <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Combos Over Cold Brew. Season two, episode one. I'm so excited to see what the season brings and what 2021 holds. So I hope you guys all had an awesome new year and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Big shout out to Reed S for supporting the podcast. I give one of my supporters a shout out in each episode. So if you're interested in supporting, the link is in the show notes. It's super easy. Or if you want a free way to support that really helps me out, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. 
I love reading your guys' reviews and just seeing all the feedback. I really appreciate if you take the time to do that. It helps me out a lot. It helps grow the podcast organically, and I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, and I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.